calling the White House. Unfortunately, we cannot answer your call today because Congressional Democrats are holding government funding, including funding for our troops and other national security priorities, hostage to an unrelated immigration debate. Due to this obstruction, the government is shut down. In the meantime, you can leave a comment for the president at www.whitehouse.gov forward slash contact. We look forward to taking your calls as soon as the government reopens. We're going to do something nuts. It's a hard reality. And I guarantee you the people in Montana Well, if and Nevada, there's only 16 people in that uh, field that you've determined oh, has oh, oh, more of a vote, <laughs> then there's less people to shoot. Ooh, I'm a provocator now. Brought to you by every white person in the suburbs of St. Louis. You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that, let's get started. Rick! All right, and we are back. So um, the obvious... Obviously. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> um, so here's the deal. The We're going to start... With, this is the year anniversary, so congratulations to ourselves. Pats on the back. Whatever. Insert um, cheering tracks. We survived. <laughs> right. So we've always referenced those those uh, sound bites that you know we've held those over each other's heads, but we've never let the audience in on them. So we figure we just start sprinkling <laughs> a few of them throughout this this episode at, at least. I'm not going to spend that much time every single week doing it. This is why we need a soundboard. Right. Somebody send us money for a soundboard. Um, please do it. Please do it. But yeah, so we'll do that uh, because this is the the year anniversary. What I'm going to do is put. We had a couple of segments in December that we tried to shoot, but we weren't. Something happened, and we were really sick, and just yeah, yeah, we got really we got really far behind. Um, and so by the time we were going to put out the episodes, it wasn't a complete episode anyway, and it was far too late. So what I'm going to do in between segments here, I'm going to patch in some segments from that never actually made it on to the show. Um, so we'll do that. A couple of them are Frank and I when you had the flu, I think. Um, and then there's a couple of other things that I'm going to patch in and out of this episode. So we'll, so that, so that, so there's that, that's the plan for this one. The big story this week, last night, the government at midnight shut down, um, over immigration and the, um, budget, the spending bill. The spending bill. As I knew they would. Right, right. So put it on the board. My guess, my guess <laughs> it's on the board. It's is on the board. that the government is reopened <laughs> before this episode is out. That's my guess. Um, but because I think this is just, I hope you're I right. think this is a shit show. Like I think this is just a finger pointing contest, and that's what this whole thing is about. 
So let's look at this in a couple of different ways. We can, first of all... We, uh, Whose fault is it? <laughs> first of all, <laughs> here's, here's the cliff notes of what it's happened. Mitch's fault. It's Mitch's fault. On the last episode, we talked about shitholes and whatever. So that meeting was about... Um, was about this bill, the spending bill. And, you know, DACA had been tied into it through the, and so had the wall funding and whatnot. And for one reason or another, the conversation broke down. And then this became a standoff, a game of chicken over the last week, over whether the government was going to shut down, over whether Democrats were going to, um, you know, stomp their feet and say, essentially hold, you know, we want, we want DACA attached to this or nothing, and vice versa, whether Republicans were going to be able to cut a deal. Um, so that's, that's kind of what the scenario is. I want to look at this in two ways. The first way, because the most popular way on in the news right now is the blame game. Who deserves the right. blame? Um, and or you know, if you talk to both sides. Either of them say it's the other person's right. Fault. So there's that. <laughs> um, and then I want to get into. Okay, so what do we do from here? How do we fix this? What's a reasonable fix? And um, you know, how do how would we get past this? Because it's obvious that it's not very popular that the government is shut down so right. let's start with square one blame game mitch tell me why it's the democrats fault um well first off let me say it's both parties fault i agree uh, with you. anytime pe- two people yeah don't aren't are not willing to negotiate with each other and cooperate it a little bit of blame goes on either side um now, I personally have been giving more blame to the Democrats than the Republicans, and there's a reason for it. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a great we- reason. It doesn't necessarily mean that I'm right, because clearly, as I stated earlier, both sides are to blame. So if I start talking like it's all the Democrats' fault, know in the back of your head, I don't actually think no, no, that. No, 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 that's fine. i with the Democrats right now. That's fine. Yeah, I think, but- I think, I, I think the way that I want to attack this anyway is I'm, I'm going to... I think that's a good way to do it. You you should give me the Republican argument for why it's the Democrats' fault, and then right. and then I'm probably gonna put Frank on the spot too on in the reverse in the reverse <laughs> aspect. But right. So but so I the but reason I why I think the Democrats because I'm, because I'm gonna go I'm gonna take a different route. Um, but I but I do right. agree with you that there are, there is a lot of blame to go around everywhere here yeah. so and I'll, I'll play devil's advocate for the republican side it's not that hard for me to do that right so <laughs> let me i'll say that the reason why i would give more blame to the democrats would be mostly because daca is not a budgetary issue so when it comes down to that when it comes to the wall that's a budgetary issue if there's a budgetary impasse you know if they're trying to negotiate on these things that's fine but daca has zero to do with the budget it's just something they want, mm-hmm. and it's something that uh, we knew they were going to do it way back whenever Donald Trump gave Chuck Schumer the keys. We said, guess what's going to happen in December or going into January? They, I know they passed a, a quick little Hail, Hail, Mary, Hail Mary to bring it to where we're at now. Um, so we knew that was going to happen at some point, and we knew that they were going to take a stand on DACA. The problem I have with the Democrats' mindset on this is, A— like I said, it has nothing to do with the budget. So you're basically shutting down the government, which is your only job is to continue to keep the government working in order to get something that you want. And now that you didn't get your way, you're taking the budget and the government hostage for 700,000 people's status that isn't even up 
it doesn't even expire until mid-March. Mm-hmm. So not only do we have two months to deal with this, but you're supposed to pass the budget. I understand that if the, the Republicans are saying, we're not getting what we want from the budget, so we're upset, and now we're going to stop it. That makes sense to me because that's the budget. This isn't. So that would be my biggest thing of why the Democrats, it's why I give a little bit more blame to the Democrats because we didn't need to do this right now. Okay. And nobody wants to have this done. The The people clearly don't want to have this done. We've cited multiple um, polls, and I've gone in and looked at the polls and you know, have determined their methodology no, is I, accurate. I, I agree with you. I think that the last thing that anybody wants is the government to be shut down. Frank, can you yeah. make an and argument? Democrats are kind of— Go ahead, Mitch. Yeah, Democrats are kind of in from at least the polling and the the data, the data that I've looked at. They're kind of on their own on this one. Uh, I think they said that if you're a Democrat, about 86 percent of Democrats said shut down the government over this. Do it. But no, almost no Republicans wanted them to do it. And a lot and 65 percent of independents said don't don't do it. Mm. So if you're a Democrat, you love this. But maybe everyone else kind of does. I, I don't know. I don't I don't think that's true. Um, I don't know about 100%. love it. Yeah, a majority of them. Yeah, a majority of them think that it's worth it. I'll say that. I'm gonna, a majority of the Democrats think that it's worth shutting down the government over the seven hundred thousand DACA receipts. I don't know. I'm gonna make arguments both ways, but first, I'm gonna see if Frank yeah. has an argument for why the other side deserves more of the blame, or, yeah. or however you feel about it. I, I mean, I I don't really. I kind of blame both of them. I blame everyone. I blame Congress and Trump. But I can make the argument. I know right. what what the liberal argument is. I've seen it enough. Um, but I mean, it basically boils down to and to Mitch's point about like this ends in two months. We have two months to figure it out. We do, but we've seen like we've had four months to figure out the budget, and we haven't done that. Right. Two months in like right. congressional terms isn't that much for them getting shit done. It right. seems. My my argument here would to to Mitch's point about um uh, about the same thing is that. That's fine. Like, I get it. The The DACA has nothing to do with the budget, but we see bills get shit attached to them all the time. You've spent t- th- right. three episodes telling me, telling us how good the tax plan is, which I agree with you, but then also citing the... the there's, there's bad things the, attached right, to it. Right, there's shit well, there's, in it. There's also so, the irony yeah, in the, the recent announcement that the Trump administration wants to rescind some of these... Uh, laws that would allow writers to be put on certain bills that were outlawed in the early 2000s. So there's some irony about them complaining yeah. about this writer being attached to the budget bill when they're wanting to, to bring back, you know. Here's here's <laughs> where I put the majority of the blame. I don't put the majority of the blame on Republicans or Democrats. I put it on Trump and the administration. Well, now, that this was is giving the, my point. This is, is the um, art of no deal. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's hard to, it's hard to, to get someone to deal when they are like I've heard all these arguments recently with the uh, House Minority and Majority Leader over what does Trump even want? Right. Because he keeps changing his mind. He said in November of last year, uh, we're going to take care of those kids. And then, you know, in September, he, he ended he said, DACA and then shifted said, it to Congress. three weeks ago, a bill of love about DACA. Like, yeah. And yeah. then they had the meeting. It was ironic, too, because that's what he shit on Jeb Bush for. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, another thing to, to remember, though, is that the Democrats are also fighting him not only on the wall, which is getting most of the attention, but also on the military spending. They don't want to give him that's as fine, much as he wants the, to put into but the But the deal that they... That 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 Lindsey Graham and Dick Durbin walked in to the Oval Office with that we went into 
a little bit last week, we that was not a bad deal. That was a good compromise. And I wouldn't call we, it. A, I wouldn't call we, it a good compromise. I would call it. It, a it was okay a good compromise. compromise for I Democrats. Think, and we need to correct better. the record because last week we made some misstatements about what was in that, and you had claimed that. Um, that the Dem- the only thing that Democrats had brought to the table was 1.8 billion for one year of the wall, but that's not mm-hmm. true. They also had immigration reform in proposed in there. They had some and security. Yeah, they had some immigration. Pro- uh, yeah, I had claimed that they didn't. Uh, I had claimed that they didn't have any immigration reform into it, and they did come in and say that we could go to uh, we could stop uh, the lottery system. And then put restrictions on chain migration, which was only applied to the DACA applicants. So basically it meant that, you know, hey, you know, chain migration is still basically in place. But if you're a DACA recipient, then your parents can't come in. I get it. It's become not, citizens I get either. that it's not perfect. But what I want to know is how yeah. here. Here's why I put the blame on Trump, because they because they had Lindsey Graham had talked to him two hours prior to this whole thing blowing up, right? And it seemed like it was a good deal. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Stephen Miller um, yeah. and Senator John Senator Perdue, Senator Perdue of Georgia and um, John mm-hmm. Kelly came in to sandbag the fucking meeting and shoot the whole thing down. And to me, this what that was an opportunity to negotiate over what you didn't like in it. Give us funding for five right. years of the wall or give us like whatever and then we'll do this. And what, But instead, it just blew up because Stephen Miller's a prick and Donald Trump surrounds himself with bad, dumb people well, that are dislikable. And I, I cannot stand Stephen Miller. Yeah, I think that guy is a, is a total idiot. And like you idiot. have to know oh, bringing him into negotiations is going to turn off whoever the fuck is sitting across the table from you. Period. Right. Now, let's also not forget the shitholes comment and what that did to the Democratic side. Yeah, I, it, it emboldened them quite off. a bit. Yeah, so, it did. It, it definitely emboldened them. And yeah. then, you know, I as made the soon as that happened, is, Democrats were like, just don't do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's, it's a little easier to make that point with Democrats because they're, you know, Republicans control everything right now. So the, the blame would kind of naturally want to go to them. That's kind of we, we historically assign a yeah. blame to whatever president is in power, regardless of who actually deserves it. So and yeah. then that I and you're dealing that with, uh, argument and yeah I mean as yeah, as, I a, as a that tactic argument from fighting, Democrats I totally like well they control it. Congress I'm like dude they need yeah. sixty votes now whether it's ethical <laughs> or not that's just not how different. it works right I get it yeah, like they have that's, two more votes than the than the Democrats fine, let's, like oh well yeah but totally their that's vote. fine but let's not pretend that like five Democrats did come over and vote for it and what three or four Republicans, Republicans said no. voted no I thought it was three so they so you know like. I mean, nobody's less right or less wrong here. They're all dickheads yeah. that and aren't doing their job. But I really think that the, yeah, the leader, said no, was about the, the commander in chief, is is should be leading this conversation, and that's what Republicans need. Well, the reason that Republicans are having trouble with this on their own is because Donald, no one knows what Donald Trump wants out of this, and they. They need to know, the Republicans who are defending seats in November need to know that after they do something with DACA and Trump's base starts screaming amnesty, that they can go back home and say, look, the president who you love 
likes this deal, thinks it's a good deal. Right. This is why we think it's a good deal, and this is why you should too. But they don't have any confidence because he doesn't know what the fuck he wants because he's not a politician. Shocker. I would, to, to that point, I would say that, like, yeah, his team definitely needs a more clear message. Like, th- this should have been, they should have had this clear message uh, established between every staff member a year ago. They should have had, like, this is our, yeah. this is what we'll do on immigration. This is how much we're willing to bend. This is what we'll do on the problem military. Here was that a year ago when he took office, instead of going to Congress, who he was still kind of feuding with and didn't really know, he was still dipping his toes in that in that water. Um, oh, dip it! He instead of going to them and being like, "Hey, we need to have a game plan. I'm about to rescind DACA." He just went for his base play and just rescinded DACA without actually thinking about what the end game was here. That's why we are where we are it's now. the impulse Twitter move. And, like, I don't think that the Democrats... Like, look, I don't think the government should be shut down right now. But keep in mind that, that Mitch McConnell <laughs> told the Democrats to, the last time... You remember in September or whatever when we were looking at a government shutdown and the Democrats wanted DACA included and they didn't get it. And Mitch McConnell told them that any bipartisan bill that... that on DACA that was brought to the, or that was brought to him, he would have a vote on the floor. He has not allowed those bills to be brought to the floor twice. There was a Republican spon- or a Democrat sponsored bill completely that wasn't allowed to be brought to the floor. And now yeah. this one bipartisan this one this bipartisan thing, they could go above Trump and they could bring this to the floor and they could vote on it, and they could put it on Trump, and if Trump wants to veto it, Trump could veto it, but it looked like it had right. congressional support. Like, so what is the well, incentive for the Democrats to trust that we'll get this worked out in the next month and a half? Well, first of all, I think that basically because look at the, if you look at the polls and every, what everyone's thinking, even Republicans like DACA. They don't mind it. And there's the people of the base that are just saying amnesty and all of that, but they've mostly gone away. Now, I know that they could probably pass this if they just did it separately. So if they just passed the budget, clean budget bill, they probably could pass it. Same with DACA. If they just did a clean DACA bill, it would probably pass. But they're trying to mold, you know, meld them together and be like, well, we got to get this out well, of it. Well, it seems like if, that, that it. if that's like, literally the argument to rest on, though, is that this would pass on its own, then it shouldn't have problems passing attached. Well, also, why take that the risk? The problem is, is that they want to attach it so that, and then they want to get as much out of it as they can. Yeah. And if they just passed it on its own, it probably would be well, enough. Well, I but actually – put it up there <laughs> – I, I agree with you, Mitch. I think that is like they, they see a political opportunity as much as like they could get this done in a number of ways. This is the one that gets it done in a way that yeah. also burns Trump more right. and I mean, the Republicans coming into 2018. Right. Everything that Both happens from now on is going to be seen from that 2018 Absolutely. lens. And it is bullshit. And Democrats are running the risk of Ted cruising it because right now, <laughs> while they're all – I love that that's a slam. They're all getting off on their like, well, Trump said in 2011 or 2013 that this was the fall. Yeah, of the no president. Nobody remember. Nobody <laughs> called that Barack Obama shutdown. That was Ted Cruz's shutdown. That was Mike Reed's shutdown. Like you know, right. the, but the polls do seem to suggest this now, will be the Trump I, shutdown. I, now I would say though that this this is not a good look on the year anniversary of his presidency. Um, did you see he no, commented on that? Did that he? they gave him a nice present, like that he acknowledged that they did it on that day specifically to like middle finger him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. Because everyone's now talking about 
in conjuncture, Trump's first year in office, and the government is now shut well, down. Well, and we need to see, I mean, like, again, I feel like, <laughs> I honestly feel like this is, this was just done as a political play. It was so that both sides could come out and do hashtag Schumer shutdown, hashtag Trump shutdown, which I hate is how <laughs> politics works now. Like, now we're just kids on a playground throwing fucking rocks. Like, yeah. It, it, Twitter was like, politics is almost designed with Twitter in mind 200 years ago. Right. Like, before we even knew it would be a thing. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable Like that, that I am watching the leaders of this country get up and and literally back to back at midnight go well this is the trump shutdown this is the sh-. don't coin a fucking term like that's- i love also the uh they wanted they wanted to try to extend it for another three days i believe was the the last like the thing they tried to like pass through at 10 o'clock or whatever right which i love the yeah. idea that like you had four months and you haven't done it what is three more days gonna do right that four months didn't well and that's kind of well, apparently they're close i've heard a couple of the guys come out there and be like we are so close uh we just yeah and i'll be like all of this stuff is is minor we just need to sit down and do it so i do think they are going to get it finished this week. I you guys want to you guys want to take some predictions really on how long it'll last? I well, here's my guarantee. And, and like I will put I, I'm writing this I down. will put a lot on it. Um it doesn't go 16 days no matter what because the longest shutdown I, is was 17 days under Jimmy Carter and the last shutdown that Ted Cruz pulled stopped at 16 days. And there's a reason because nobody wants to break the fucking record. So <laughs> like I'm guaranteeing you I'll, I'll say this. It's not going that do, you, do you have a prediction for how far it will? I, how long? I think the government will be back over on Monday, open on Monday, and this will yeah. have all been a fucking charade. Here's what I think. I think that that can go one of two different ways. I think that a I, I do think you're right because you texted that last night, and I looked at it and said that makes sense. So I think you're right on that part of it. I think that this is just they're trying to throw a hail mary and hoping that you know people assign blame to the other right. side. If they still don't have it, because Trump is digging in, he's just saying it's not going to happen until the Dems back down. I will not back down until they do. So we'll we'll see. I don't think it goes past 10 days. I think at 10 days, there's enough polling out there to show who people are actually blaming. Yeah. And whichever side is getting the blame after 10 days will back yeah, down. I think That's what I think. If, if it lasts longer than I, a week. I buy that. Um, I really don't think that, like, I don't think it'll be a long thing. I think that everybody knows that they don't want it. Like, we had the difference in the government shutdown three years ago was that there had been, like, 15 years in between that one and the last one. There's only, like, we this happened three years ago, and it was really unpopular, so it's still fresh. Like, these people were still in Congress, or were in Congress, like... You know that this is a dangerous play. No matter which side of the aisle right. that you fall on, you know this is a dangerous play. So, but Nancy it, Pelosi did not want to do it. She was like, "I really hope Chuck Schumer gets it together because I don't like we don't want to see this happen. People could die," is what she said. <laughs> and she's not really wrong. Like the, something could isn't happen. That, you don't know but what's that, going isn't to that happen. Still, the same kind of play is like, well, Paul Ryan's pushing your grandma off a cliff with the healthcare thing no, like I don't, somebody I don't think... could choke on something and not be covered in that one minute and not be able to go you know like whatever yeah. like yeah i i get it but she's not again they're both not wrong you know what i mean right. people could actually die from doing this, this is, I mean... and the problem and the thing about 
the Paul Ryan thing is we do have to, at some point, reform Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. That's going to have to happen. Right. So that's fine. This didn't have to happen. So if people die over this, this was completely avoidable. So I think that was kind of where she right. was coming and from. I don't, like, don't, I don't do disagree this. with any of that, but I still think that, that Trump should first of all trump shouldn't have fucking pulled the move that he did with stephen miller and john kelly like that should not have happened yeah. that's a bad well, one like I how think... do you have trust if you're if what you're trying to accomplish here is bringing three sides together to get a deal done right and then one of well, the I sides his, brings the in deal... a secret weapon at the last minute when the thing's about <laughs> to be done how like how do you have any trust? Yeah. Donald Trump can say all day that weapon, Dick Durbin but... shouldn't have gone out and said leaked shithole comments. That's fine. You shouldn't have brought right. people in to kill the to kill it. Like you sh- shouldn't have done that. Right. Well, here's here's the thing because I do think that Trump is being a douchebag on this, but I also think that he was the one who was the most mature going into it. I think that what he brought to the table was a very fair deal. And then at that point, they tried to negotiate it. And I think what the Democrats came back with was okay. It's, I wouldn't call it a bad deal. I wouldn't call it a good deal or a great deal. It was just kind of like, oh, it's okay. And then the whole thing with the shithole comments and then Dems dug their feet in and then he flip-flopped and just started saying he didn't know what the fuck he wanted to do. I think that if they just would have gone with what he came in with, it would have been a good deal. It should have been that simple. But for some fucking reason, it wasn't. It's, and now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> And no, I mean, just, I don't. It's like what the, I don't disagree with it. I don't know what he brought to the table before that, because all I know is what that the was Dems the had. yeah that was the yeah we were going to give them seven hundred thousand in DACA. There was going to be the ten year funding for the wall, and then the immigration change. I think that's a fair deal because even Democrats agree that yeah we should probably change. They, it's uh, it's a touchy top subject with Democrats. If they're being honest with themselves, they say yeah the merit system makes more sense. But they typically like the uh, lottery system and the chain migration because these are Democratic voters and they get brought in and they typically do vote Democrat. So it's just like it'd be like Republicans well, saying, oh, let's and there, know, there's a big debate that I kind to... of support that merit based immigration supports the or uh, benefits the rich and the wealthy more than the poor, which isn't necessarily fair in my book. Well, it's bringing in the wealthy. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad you know, thing, but it's not a bad thing to give foreigners. the wealthy more opportunities. You know, the wealthy, if the wealthy have money, they can get There's to other countries. To, opportunities. To, you know. So, what's that? Yeah, I mean, we can't just say that there are opportunities. There, is, there are opportunities, but let's be honest, there isn't a lot of opportunities for low-income workers or low. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You know? workers. That's why there we should, a lot we should of be more open with taking them in. There are way more opportunities for high skill, highly skilled workers. So we should probably bring them in because a they bring in their own capital half the time, and b they're filling jobs that we need. We don't need low skilled workers. We got tons of those. That's like all of the American base. So it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but, I have a feeling. So like, I, if I get you it. Were a it politician, needs to change. You would make a lot of enemies. We don't need low-skilled workers. Why is that? <laughs> because <laughs> well, we don't. We're at full employment, and we don't need the. We don't need any more. We've got plenty. Sorry, See, you st- that's <laughs> still a lose-lose comment, though. You mean like, oh well, by not needing them, that's a good thing, but you're still shitting on them. It's like saying well, you want to look at that way. Job it's just trying being hard honest. Right. So yeah, I think it's looking at the labor market and going, no, this is we we clearly. The labor market exists, and there's, we need more Monsanto there's needs, workers. And there's, 
<laughs> Man, we haven't shit on Monsanto well, in a need, long it, time. Throwback. There you go. It's because Monsanto's amazing. No, it's I don't really so give a shit good. about Monsanto. One way or the other. I wonder if Monsanto gives... I like my maters not getting do, bruised. Do you think Monsanto <laughs> is where Alex Jones gets his non-bad GMO stuff from? <laughs> <laughs> the ones that come from China, but are he's good. Like, he's like, don't worry about it. Like these GMOs are great. The other I know ones we've been bad. telling you that they're horrible, but uh, these ones are good. The other, he's a charlatan. Uh, yeah, snake oil salesman. A, a little bit. He admitted as much in his uh in his what do you call it his uh um, his testimony case his custody case. He came out was like, this is just an act. I'm not actually. crazy. I don't believe that so. though. Like I think he is actually crazy. Like I think that that was. I think an that act. he's willing to be crazy. Either that, or he's so evil <laughs> but, that he's willing to try to like play this role. Forty chess, forty chess. <laughs> I don't think he's smart enough. Yeah, to me, it's like uh, no. Al Sharpton. I don't really think Al Sharpton's that crazy, but he sure likes acting like it. Yeah. But I think that if you actually sat him down and was like, "Hey, bud, do you really believe this?" He'd be like, "No, nah, half of this isn't." <laughs> yeah. I think Trump yeah, would say that Milo a lot. Of his like when he do. says dumb shit, it's like, yeah, you just. You know, you made a deal with yourself at one point going, I'm willing to say this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean you mean it. Yeah, I don't know. I just All I know is that as, as far as as far as the shutdown goes, I also feel like there's a lot. Dem's fault. What? <laughs> Democrats' I, fault. And I mean, I don't know, man. I think this really is uh, it, it's a 33 split all the way. Like, it, yeah, I think Congress is just – their popularity of Congress will just go down. We'll see if it hits Trump because Trump's uh, approval rating has been going up, uh, you know, for It's, a it's while at now. like 40 now, yeah. So, is it? Yeah. What it's is it? like 40. I, 40. I think it maybe like 40 point something. Yeah. So the, Yeah, well, if you look at um, gotten down to 37. Nate Silver, if you look at Nate Silver and you click to likely voters and registered voters, it's up to 41.5. So it's been going up. But so he's like again, that's not necessarily so he's like on par with like uh Iraq war Bush era right like that's good <laughs> <laughs> what is the what is the average I, am, I um, have no idea uh, it's for a first term president it's like in the fifties I think at least he's I is think it? he's about ten points behind the average right now if I remember correctly yeah yeah so I mean so we'll see and again people's money hasn't even started hitting their wallets yeah. yet so we'll see what if that makes a difference I would assume that it would since people like money and it's worked every single time anyone has ever done it so do you think we'll see how much do you think the stock market will take a hit from this or how long do you think before the stock market takes a hit like the stock market's instant so if it's going to take a hit it'll be doing it right now I haven't looked at the, the yeah the but I think the stock market is it. smart enough but it's also how long this... is it going to stretch out right the market's closed anyway on the weekend so the yeah but that's what I'm saying like as soon as it opens up if it's going to take a hit it'll be immediate oh right okay you know um I do you think it will I have no idea they tend to like Trump uh, I'm looking at the markets right now, and yeah, the last this thing leading this up to this was... isn't necessarily a Trump thing. I mean, this is... They tend to like consistency, too. Yeah, this is I not mean, consistent. If the... Yeah, they do. I, swear, I guess it, here's what I... If, Everything's, if something... Everything is up, as updated as of yesterday. I'll say, if so... something happens, if they come to a deal this weekend before this episode comes out, then my prediction is that when it, it, it the market will react to like whatever the deal is so if the deal extends for like a year or two the market's gonna stay right where it is but if it's like a three-day or a five-day fix then i think the market's probably gonna might see a dip like 
I don't think it'll be. It, I don't think it'll be horrible yet. I think if we get to 15 days, it might start getting not great. Um, but yeah, you know, I but and again, I I just don't know. I don't know, you know, what the markets are going to do. Every time that they've said, I mean, you saw all the people that were saying, if Donald Trump gets elected, the markets will plummet. Totally wrong. You know, there's a lot of things that these dudes do this for a living, and they were wrong. I'm not going to make any prediction, right? You know? Right. Because I'm probably going to be wrong. I'll say that it, the trend for the past year has been up. So I'm going to go with up, but I don't know. I loved my previous life. I loved my previous life. I had so many things going. I, I, I actually... This is more work than in my previous life. I thought it would be easier. I thought it was more of a, I'm a details-oriented person. I think you would say that. But I do miss my old life. This, I like to work, so that's not a problem. But this is actually more work. This next segment is a old bit from a December episode that actually never got put out. Um, Mitch had the flu that week, and... Frank and I had recorded an episode, and we had some issues with the system we were running off of, um, so we lost a good portion of the episode. However, since we didn't lose this bit, we'll go ahead and uh, put this one in here in the middle. Also, I will release another segment, too, just as a bonus bit, but it won't be part of this episode because it would not make sense for it to be. So, um, yeah, until then, here's some more alternative facts. Let me just give you a list of what's in here that conservatives should be excited about. Number one, the bill repeals Obamacare. That's not true. Hashtag fake news. People like Hillary Clinton, I mean, five people around her have had have been given immunity to include her former chief of staff. When you are given immunity, that means that you've probably committed a crime. Again, it's just facts. Governor has a residence at Island Beach. Others don't. Suecos, run for governor, then you can have the residence. That's not against the rules. New information about the FBI agent dismissed from Robert Mueller's special counsel investigation. Over the weekend, we learned that this top counterintelligence expert was removed by Mueller after exchanging text messages that appeared to mock President Trump and now New CNN reporting breaking right now on the agent's role in the Hillary Clinton email probe. I want to bring in CNN's Laura Jarrett. Uh, and, and Laura, records show messages by this agent reads questions about whether or not justice was truly blind in the investigation into Hillary Clinton. Well, Jake, sources we have learned from tell us that the electronic records show that Peter Strzok changed former FBI Director James Comey earlier draft language describing Clinton's actions in handling classified materials from, quote, grossly negligent to extremely careless. Now, this entire drafting process was a team effort at the FBI, we're told, as we reported last month after the news surfaced that the language had, in fact, been softened, that Comey and his colleagues had been playing with the language for some time. But the identity of the person who actually made the change had not been known until now. Take a listen to what Comey said, clearing the former Secretary of State back in 2016. Although we did not find clear evidence that Secretary Clinton or her colleagues intended to violate laws governing the handling of classified information, there is evidence that they were extremely careless 
in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. Now, this key shift from grossly negligent to extremely careless may seem like mere semantics, but it actually reflects a decision that the FBI could have had a potentially serious legal implication here, as the federal law that actually governs the handling of classified materials establishes criminal penalties for gross negligence. All right, so we're going to, I guess, get into this last little... uh meaty if you will subject um and that's not innuendo that's just that that sounded like innuendo i know it did and that's why i'm specifying this not innuendo (laughs) i'm not sexually harassing any ear holes i I disagree Um, i still feel pretty harassed right now (laughs) that's fine that's fine um but you're wrong so (laughs) i deny it nobody wouldn't be the first evidence right um so Let's get into this FBI thing, and then we will, um, and then we'll get into some holiday shit. Um, but so this week or last week or whenever I think it was this week, um, yeah, the story tell. came out. <laughs> everything runs together, and then when you're sick, it's just like you lose days anyway. It's just like you know whatever. Um, but so there's some controversy, and you better believe that conservative media has jumped all over it. Um, over some text messages between FBI agents um, and uh, between, I guess, FBI agents who were having an, an extramarital affair. affair. Yes, Saucy. right. And so they were they were texting back and forth to each other. I guess these come from around the time. Well, I they come from a like during the campaign. Yeah, the, the last messages uh, are actually from last December, about a year ago, or the, the most recent ones released. So it's been a while. And then they were released, or he was, one of them was like, or I guess left voluntarily. The other one was let go in July. Right. And so so these texts came about, um, I guess they, they were released to the public. I, um, I, I guess Congress requested them um, from the FBI or something like yeah, that, you, uh, requested documents, yeah, the, and they, they DOJ, were from uh, the DOJ, the certain congressional committees, and then I guess also certain reporters got them too. Which I know mm-hmm. uh, Democrats have been kind of um, asking questions about why they were released recently, right? And so the the two in question here, the two the two people in question here are <coughs> um, FBI, FBI agent, I guess Peter Strzok. And his mistress, and I can't. She also works with Mr. the government, right? Mistress. She's also an I FBI agent. I'm pretty sure. Or she is she? I'm or pretty. She's she's someone yeah. also important, right? Lisa Page. Um, they they were calling her mistress all week, so that's that's what I. I mean, he's married. Yeah, I think that's so more just a very like sexist uh, newspaper industry, like because they were having an affair. She's a mistress, like. That's that's fine. It fits the times. So, you know, I'm guilty, so whatever. Um, but the. That's just, the, that's just my feminist um, rant for the week. <laughs> yeah, that's, I got to get one in fine. contractually. I'm not buying it though. So, <laughs> um, but so I guess we'll get into the context of of the texts here, and I guess they were texts. Some of them were emails. Some of them were texts, back and forth between each other. Um, but I think the reason they're being called into question is because Peter Strzok worked on both the. Clinton investigation into her email server and all of that stuff and um and also worked on the Trump Russia investigation and was actually the one who questioned 
Michael Flynn, which led to Michael Flynn pleading guilty to lying to the FBI. So I know. Do you have the the text actually pulled up? Yes. The uh, the which, which one? The really bad one. Um. No, I've got that one. Oh, but yeah. we'll go go with them in the order that they were released. I know that the um, the minor ones were released first. Okay. So I have a couple of minor ones. I don't know what order they were released in, but uh, like one exchange. Um, I believe it was. Heard saying to him, uh, I just saw my first Bernie Sanders bumper sticker, made me want to key the car. And he responded, uh, he's an idiot like Trump. Uh, figure they cancel each other out. Another one said, uh, Trump is uh, Trump is a loathsome per- uh, human. Oh my God, he's an idiot. And then I think the response was, he's awful. And then uh, my favorite is, uh, did you hear Trump make a comment about the size of his dick? This man cannot be president. Which I, I'm pretty sure I'm. I said that exact same thing uh, a year and a half ago. Whenever the Trump made the comment about his dick, right? I think a lot of people probably. Yeah, guess. like as far as um, damning texts, like those are not very. Like they're just like I. I know we've said worse things on this show about Trump. They, right. There were also there were. I know there were a few other texts too. There was one where, um, like he. To, I guess Peter Peter Strzok texted Lisa page and said that like i'm in walmart in virginia you can smell the trump supporters or whatever like um and then and then the the one where like i think that you might have something here uh, or at least i'd like it more information the one that i think is the most damning um or at least the most interesting is um peter struck texting lance uh, Lisa Page, I want to believe the path you threw out for consideration in Andy's office, that there is no way he gets elected, but I'm afraid we can't take that risk. It's like an insurance policy in the unlikely v- event that you die before you're 40. Okay, so I have no idea what that means. Um, I would like to know what that means, and I definitely think that that text right there and the fact that he worked on the Clinton investigation and the fact that he worked on the Trump investigation is enough reason to investigate what that meant. Here's where I'm going to break away from the Republicans who jumped on this and were like, he, because here's the thing before that was released. It was released, I believe within the same day, it might've been the next day, but it was like uh, several hours later, maybe six, seven, eight hours later. I know that the, the Trump was a loathsome person and those, those minor ones, um, were released in the morning because we were arguing about them as they were being released. And then sometime with overnight or whatever, I heard the other one and that one made me go, okay, like what, what, what is that one about? Um, so I agree that there is a reason to look into these. And um, I, I think it's also good to point out that as soon as Mueller found out about the, the these texts and these emails and whatever in July, he fired Peter Strzok. Um, I think that points to the integrity of Bob, Bob Mueller. Um, but I do think that Republicans are jumping the shark when they're saying, oh, well, he said Trump was a loathsome person. So, you know, like clearly there's a conflict of interest. Yeah. Most people said Trump was a loathsome person. I'm pretty sure if we took a Gallup poll right now, that would that would come out strongly in favor of that statement. Right. That's. People held their nose and voted for Trump. Now, that's not to take away from the fact that he does have supporters and he does have a base. Like, I 
I'm not going to discredit those people and their their feelings about that and their the candidate that they chose. But what I will say is that like there was a good portion of the people that voted for him that would have rather voted for Jeb Bush or John Kasich or Marco Rubio. They went to the poll and they voted for their best interest, but their best interest probably wasn't their first choice. Um, <clears throat> so, but I do think that there's something to look into here. I do think that it looks bad. Uh, at least that text. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I, I like we to... don't have any. Um, we don't have any context because we still don't know what that. Ca- what what would the text uh, preceding that? Right. I know there's, and I've I've seen speculation from like the Huffington Post and Town Hall and, and websites I frankly don't trust enough to to source here. But we still don't know like exactly what what he's referring to, right? Right. No, we don't. We we haven't seen anything else from that conversation, which would be helpful to have a better understanding of what my, yeah, of what is going my, on in that text. My question is, who gets the cherry pick? Is it the reporters, or is it the congressional committee, or is it the Department of Justice who put out, who gave this information out? Who who picked which clips were relevant and which weren't? You know, right. Yeah, no, I I think that's a very good question because you would think if you have that much, you have now it may be that um it may be that they're not maybe she isn't an FBI agent. I know she works somewhere, she's somewhere important. Um but if he's got an FBI computer or FBI phone or whatever and they're only getting one half of the conversation, then it's going to be out of context. Then that begs the then you would want to subpoena her and her phone and find out the rest of the story um which i'm sure that republicans are going to make sure that happens and i don't think they're wrong for that um i i don't want to make light of of that stuff because if but i do but i but what i think is at least what i've seen is a big reach to connect dots that i don't know if they're there um people that are saying like oh well comey exonerated like that doesn't necessarily you know because there's the point that like well comey wrote an exoneration letter before the conclusion of the investigation and oh hillary clinton wasn't under oath when she was like all of that is true and all of that looks shady and we've talked about all of that looking shady but that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with peter struck or bob Mueller. and i think too that like there's also this other weird outrage that like oh if you have a political opinion um you have a conflict of interest like people the FBI agents and politicians they're people so if if the idea is that somebody that is working on an investigation can't have a bias or should or not no they shouldn't have a bias i agree can't have an opinion um i i don't see how that's like I don't see how that's real, how that's possible. Um, yeah, it, it does get to the point where like they are allowed to have personal feelings about candidates, and if they didn't do it on company property, now this is a little different because it's two people who worked on you know. Right, and it's different from when the police are like, "Well, my personal feeling is that black people should be shot, so I'm gonna just go on a killing rampage, um, downtown St. Louis." But you know, nice hometown shout out. It right, so. But, you know, like, I just think that, like, let's not try to, let's not overreach. Let's investigate it. Let's look into it because there could be something there. And there could, look, I don't think any of us, 
on the show ever will say that like there's definitely not some shady looking shit when it comes to what happened with the email um, investigation and all of that stuff. The Loretta Lynch tarmac meeting and the exoneration letter being written and like all of that stuff. Nobody was saying Comey did his job well. Um, and nobody, you know, there was definitely some shady shit there. Everybody agrees that played a huge role in why See, she the, lost the election. The, yeah, it did. It definitely did. I don't know. It's in the... So... Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I just don't... I just don't know that we can jump to... Okay, well, because this guy sent some texts that that is the reason that everything went wrong with the Hillary Clinton investigation. And I also don't think that it speaks anything to the Bob Mueller investigation. If anything, no, and I, it speaks you, to his integrity and his competence for getting rid of that as soon as he found out about it several months before the public found out about it. Now, do you think that uh, – I've seen this in more liberal sites that I've read that this is just a, a tactic to discredit Bob Mueller in case he does find anything incriminating. They can say that you know oh, he, he always had it in for Trump. Do you, do you buy into that? No, I don't buy into Bob Mueller having anything out. Like, I no, I don't. Because everything that I heard from conservatives and Democrats before, or conservatives and liberals, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> got to get over that flu, right? Um, everything that I heard from them when Bob Mueller was chosen was this guy is the best guy to do it. This was before everybody was crying witch hunt. This was before all of that bullshit. Like, everybody said, like, if anybody is going to do it, we want it to be Bob Mueller. Now, I don't think that Bob Mueller's character necessarily speaks to the people that are also working on the investigation. Just because Bob Mueller is, has a good record and um, does things by the book, at least as far as what his resume shows. I don't think that that necessarily means that the FBI agent, Peter Strzok, who's also interviewing Michael Flynn, that does, Bob Mueller's character doesn't speak to Strzok's. So, um, you know, I, but no, I don't think Bob Mueller has anything out for Trump. I'm going to take Democrats and Republicans at their word when this all started before it became a political shit throwing fest because that's what it is now it, you know one side it's like Mueller's gonna get him and the other side is like there's nothing there and this is a witch hunt and like whatever like we're all playing po partisan politics now we're, we're all picked our sports team um but I but no I think Bob Mueller stands above that that's my personal feeling um what do you think I mean so far he's, he's been very I think he has had a lot of integrity with this um campaign i do see it as as somewhat of them trying to find any amount of ammo they can in case bob Mueller turns up anymore because he's clearly <coughs> he's clearly got something yeah, more and going i think that yeah and i think that's where i get frustrated with this story in in the first place is because i agree that there could be something there and there's definitely a reason to look at it i just don't think i, I don't think the amount of 
here's what I what I think's happening, at least by some players, by like the Fox Newses and the Breitbart's and the obvious bias sources, um, is that they're they're setting up the scenario so that no so that if Mueller finds anything. They they can go well you know he was just he was looking for it and blah, blah you know like going to the the tenth degree to get it and yeah. this is bullshit in, in the same and way this that, was a witch hunt yeah in the same way that Trump started you know questioning rigged elections before he you know what he thought was going to be his loss that was obvi- an obvious right. attempt to just be when he you know if you do lose you could always be like oh I was saying it was rigged and here's proof right. It is ironic that after Trump won, that the that the Democrats were like, "It's rigged." Yeah. Um, but you know, the intelligence agencies, the important ones, have agreed that there was meddling. I am interested in what that meddling was. I would like to see what Russia did and uh, and how we can prevent it. I think that's important. I think it's a disservice to the country. Look, the fact I of think the matter this is, is gonna, and this is also people talk about it like it's a problem, like. I've heard people say, like, oh, it happened, just get over it. Like, no, this is going to happen again. Like, this is going to happen in every election as our technology increases, as hacking gets more and more to be a problem right. for nations. Like, this well, is something we have and, to address now. Well, and when it comes to hacking, too, you remember the hacking thing, um, the hacking bug that, like, knocked all of those, like, banks offline a couple months ago um, across the world, like, all across the world hundreds and thousands of banks went offline and then different hospitals too like i think it was they came out today and said that north korea hackers were responsible for that that like took over and knocked all these systems offline and whatever um so like it is cyber warfare is something to worry about and i and and any amount of meddling in an election like look it's different i don't like the i don't like when the counter argument gets thrown at me and the counter argument is well Barack Obama said that Benjamin Netanyahu's opponent blah 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 no endorsing a candidate is different from like going in and making sure that people find weird fucking stories that don't make sense and then get people shot in pizza parlors because people are fucking nuts um I, I think that's different I'm not saying that Russia went in there and changed votes and I think there is like a an argument to be made because you always hear the like well i'll tell you right now that russia didn't change my mind well like yes to a degree but how do you know to to a certain degree also because if you were reading bullshit stories that were making you pissed off for a year and a half but the majority of them were from bullshit sites that were posing as other sites. Then, yeah, if you, if honestly, if you can tell how me, how different would your mind be without that material? Yeah, you know, I, I don't. If anybody can honestly tell me with a straight face, they've never fallen for a fake news story or or got something wrong that turned out to be fake. You know, like everyone, like we we've all done it. We all don't have the time to sit there and dig through all the evidence all the time, and we make bad choices. You know, right? Like, yeah, no, and. <laughs> right no it you're right and and i just don't know i so it, when when all is said and done with this story we'll see i i'm sure that this is enough to to launch an investigation and i'm like i'm okay with that yeah I'm okay i with still finding don't it's, out it's not gonna touch mueller though like it, there's there's nothing no. that's gonna slow down this train this investigation like it's gonna it's gonna play out we're gonna see a conclusion 
Right. And, you know, at the end of it, at the end of it, there could be nothing there. And, like, I sincerely hope that there is nothing there because the idea of a candidate for the United States presidency having something to do with with some type of collusion in hopes for an outcome. Um, it's scary as shit. Like, I really... Yeah, it's, it's like, like, there's like... no... There's no uh, look. It's no secret that I don't like Donald Trump. I know that like the audience probably thinks that I'm way more liberal than I actually am, and I'm you're, excited for when Donald Trump loses in 2020, <laughs> so that I so that they could see put, that I'm put not it on as the board, liberal people. as they think I am. Brandon's um, calling it now. He's gonna lose, <laughs> right? But I don't. But I don't like Donald Trump, and that and that's that's no secret, right? Um, but I don't know, man. I I just. I don't know. I don't see this as I I think the investigation into Russia is going to go on for a long time and I think that at the end of it if they find nothing that would be a better scenario than if I can go haha there was something there. Like I don't want that. I I don't no, need but, that. Yeah, I, like as I, much as it would be like an I told you so moment at times it would also be like oh crap what do we like what's next? Like how how scary of a thought is that? Well, because then it sets a precedent, right? It sets a precedent. It's it's a lead by example thing. So then the next guy, who's way crazier than Donald Trump, it, but you know, can, it's just it's a we don't want that. We don't want meddling. And I would think that with the that where if I was Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton when I won the presidency, my first thing would have been like shame on you Russia and actually looking looked into it and actually have taken the threat seriously instead of going no there's nothing there don't look here like maybe there's not but the fact that like you're, the you fact never that you're telling really me not took to it look seriously yeah the fact right. that the fact that you're telling me not to look really makes me want to look right yeah, we're we're just little fucking kids, right? <laughs> if you tell me I can't have a cookie, I'm going to steal a cookie. So don't don't tell me that. Or, or if the thing is, is, this could be so easy, and, and I know Mitch hates this argument, but like, if there is actually nothing there, then everything, every document that that had to be subpoenaed would have just been handed over in the beginning, like. Maybe there is nothing there, but the fact that you're withholding shit, the fact that you're making people dig for shit, makes it seem like you're hiding something. So maybe the cover-up is worse than the crime, but if so, then that's stupid optics by people who aren't playing the game very well. I loved being fucked up in my ass. It was incredible. The FBI is reportedly investigating a Russian banker with close ties to the Kremlin and the National Rifle Association. McClatchy reported on Thursday that Alexander Torshin, a deputy head of Russia's central bank, is the subject of an FBI probe related to alleged Russian election interference. Citing two anonymous sources, the outlet reports Torshin may have illegally funneled money to the NRA to help Trump's presidential campaign. McClatchy doesn't know the extent of any evidence against the Russian bank. 
but Torshin is a known gun advocate and supporter of the NRA. In 2016, he attended the organization's largest gathering of the year. There, he met Donald Trump Jr., but the two reportedly just made small talk about guns. Around that same time, Torshin may have tried to broker a meeting between Vladimir Putin and then-presidential candidate Donald Trump. All that information isn't enough to draw conclusions, but it is worth noting the NRA spent more than $30 million in support of Trump. That's triple what the organization devoted to Mitt Romney in 2012, and McClatchy notes much of that money may not have donor names attached. Russia. Now, I don't know if Democrats need to be singing. This was a mad scramble uh, today after the president tweeted this morning raising concerns about a bill that his administration supports. Republican leaders behind the scenes tried to make sure that they had enough votes that their caucus would not rebel in any way after that vote. The speaker himself spoke to, to uh, President Trump after that first tweet in which he criticized the bill. And then this Ryan, of course, who supports uh, the underlying bill that just passed the House, uh, seems to have convinced the president to send out an, an additional tweet uh, saying that they should vote for this bill. And as a result, one reason why this bill passed rather comfortably was because of that second tweet. I caught up with the House Majority Leader, uh, Kevin McCarthy, right before the vote, uh, and he said, uh, I asked him if he was concerned about this first tweet, did it create any problems? He said, well, there were two tweets, and that was uh, uh, helpful to resolve some of those concerns from the right. Now, this came after uh, an effort, of a pretty significant lobbying effort by the administration officials uh, to make sure that there were uh, there's a separate amendment by civil libertarians did not get added onto the bill, an, an amendment that would provide additional safeguards uh, on this warrantless surveillance program. They believe they would have essentially uh, ended this effort to uh, surveil as part of this uh, FISA legislation. The sex scandal swirling around a rising Republican star, Missouri's governor, and a bombshell report alleging he had an extramarital affair and that he threatened the woman into silence. The former Navy SEAL husband and father says he admitted to being unfaithful through his attorney, but he denies the rest. Here tonight, ABC's David Wright. Tonight, Missouri Governor Eric Greitens, a former Navy SEAL and a rising Republican star, admits that about the time he announced his run for office... I am a very proud husband and father. ...he was cheating on his wife. That admission comes after audio was released of a woman describing a sexual encounter she says she had with the politician in 2015. In the audio, recorded secretly by her now ex-husband, she claims Greitens tied her up and blindfolded her. Quote, I saw a flash through the blindfold and he said, you're never going to mention my name, otherwise there will be pictures of me everywhere. That's a crazy douchebag. In all of my testimony, I can only do my best to answer your questions as I understand them and to the best of my memory. But I will not accept and reject accusations that I have ever lied. Let's debate it. I'm straight up lovable, son. All right, and let's get into the rest of the week. So first off, I want to just 
go back to the shutdown for one second because I want to retract a prediction that I made. Um, <laughs> my prediction was, oh yeah, yeah. How, well, how timely? Here, here, yeah, right. Well, here's the thing: it still works because this is still within the same 24-hour period. You can call bullshit on my retraction. I don't care. I'm calling bullshit. But <laughs> where I'm going to go with this. Put it on the board. I'm calling bullshit. Is that after we recorded yesterday, um, the first segment, I, I was sitting at home last night and I was like, man, the inauguration, because I was thinking about what we were going to talk about for this segment. And, you know, because we had originally talked about doing a look back at Trump's first year um, since this do- this weekend does fall on the anniversary of it. But I figure with the, inaug- or, um, the State of the Union coming up in a couple of days, obviously we will be covering that next week. So we might as well use that to look back at his first year as well. So mm-hmm. as far as the shutdown goes... My my initial prediction was that this would this was a weekend long charade and this would be done by, um, by the end of the weekend. But then I remembered the State of the Union, and I can't see Democrats not wanting it to be, uh, wanting the government to be shut down at his first State of the Union. Like that, just right. You know, that seems like a political play to me. So. Now, that's going down Tuesday, right? So I'm so I'm not thinking anymore that this is gonna be uh, over by the end of tonight, Sunday, um, anymore because I don't know yeah, yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't I don't know why they wouldn't keep it going, right? Like right. from a political standpoint, I'm not standpoint. gonna flip flop, and I'm gonna hold to mine where it's at least, in my opinion, at least ten days or until that first poll comes out. Uh, assigning blame. Oh so yeah, the first I, time, still, like, you log I still. I still agree Facebook with all that. You see, I just don't think. Yeah, I just don't think that anymore. That like, I was pretty confident yesterday that this was a, a just a just a play to point the finger and whatever. And like, I still think that's what it is. I just don't think it's yeah. gonna. I don't think the well, Democrats would miss it, the opportunity to drag this out into the State of the Union. Well, it's not super. Yeah, and that's. That's fine. Uh, NPR put out a really good article that was talking about um, the, the last shutdown. It said, you know, hey, uh, what was it, 2013 or something like that? In 2013, whenever the Republicans shut down the government, they got a huge majority of the blame. Later that year, they swept the Senate and retained control of the House. So it's like, so how much is this actually going to matter? That was yeah. the whole article's right. angle. And so we'll see. Again. <laughs> But they were also yeah. they they swept the house in a year that the president was you know the opposing party, which could be the same case this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, we'll we've talked about that before with, when it comes to the midterms, which is going to be so much fucking fun because you really don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be fun. I still it's think be fun starting in the summer, battle. like in the summer when people just start yeah. dropping bombs all over the place. That's when it's going to get really fun. Um, here's going to be uh, um, here's another prediction for the board. I think the big thing coming out these election cycle is going to be sex scandals yeah i think they're going to go with that me too movement and that's going to be the big thing everyone's going to have a sex scandal going on yeah and i could that's see that going to be the, the big thing i mean it seems like most people already do <laughs> <laughs> yeah it kind of does <laughs> yeah um, looking at you greitens right yeah we actually we actually didn't get into Shade that thrown. um and we could go into that now if you want to yeah that's kind of a yeah here's our uh weekly missouri story yeah which we hadn't been doing because 
we would like to remind everybody, fuck Alabama. You know, I haven't put that out there for a while. <laughs> but actually, um, you'll you'll notice in between segments, I'm starting to drop these uh, alternative facts. That's because I realized in during the editing process that we have 18 minutes of alternative facts. And my original plan for this episode was to put them all at the end of the episode. And then I was like, dude, that's 20 minutes that's of just clips. So I'm going to try to pepper out, pepper in and out my favorite ones through throughout this episode. But, um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, 20 minutes is too much, even for me. Um, just do a loop of Brandon <laughs> saying, collusion. It's collusion. It's collusion. <laughs> I know it is. Somebody I've, heard, I've heard him say that for 20 minutes in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was that Unata Moose. We got to find that guy. <laughs> it's a fancy bear, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> Um, yeah, this anonymous. He's got some connections apparently because he keeps coming out with these sources. Right, it's crazy. So let's. Well, we'll actually let's save the Greitens thing. We'll save that um, for a minute. Let's look back at a year since Table. we're talking about uh, collusion. Um, let's look back. That was clearly the biggest story of the whole year. Was the Russian? Yeah, of his investigation. Whole, definitely, he did not. There was not a day in Trump's first year that we were not talking about it in some way. Um, you know, there were days right. when we were talking about shitholes more than Russia, uh, but you. Know, but it was always there, it, especially if you're MSNBC. It's a 24-hour news cycle right. for that for the Russian collusion. There it does <laughs> seem to be like I've seen multiple uh, sources reporting that. Um, that there's like a new development they're looking at money laundering which we have talked about especially after the the uh michael wolf book came out and bannon or i don't even think it was in that was it bannon had said something about money laundering like on his show or something a while ago he's yeah he said that again this is something that they've been looking at for a while now like that was from the manafort days where or they were just sitting there going we're looking at him for money laundering, and then we're going to go and, and kind of look and see at all the different ties and whatnot. So, again, this is a rumor that's going on. Uh, once again, it came from uh, that anonymous who keeps talking to the, the New York Times and the Washington Post. So they broke it. They said that, hey, um, we can't verify any of these facts, but it looks like the idea is – that they're well there's two different ideas that they're doing we talked briefly about the one where they're looking at his hotels because right you know it looks like they were saying oh these famous people were staying there but were they really are they just putting their name down as saying i've got a room or a block of rooms and really that's just them funneling money into it so they're looking at that and then now this other one where they're saying we're looking at the nra now the nra had spent three times as much on their funding of trump than they did to um Mitt Romney and a lot of this money was funneled through sidearms of the NRA that does not need is not legally required to disclose uh, its sources where that money came from the donors and all of that right so I'm assuming once you subpoena it (laughs) yeah they will have to Um, but that's kind of the idea is that Russia is funneling money into the NRA the NRA is funneling it into uh, Trump's um, campaign and Trump is the one playing the 40 Russian chess and laughing all the way to the bank while he gets yeah. all of this funding. That's yeah, that's the idea. How much? Just of that's to clarify, true? it's I it's about uh, 30.3 million is what they're they're claiming yeah. was uh, given to Trump. Right, right. So uh, so we'll see. I, again, uh, this anonymous hasn't been very uh, reliable in the past, <laughs> but. 
you know, eventually. I have to get I mean, a law of averages. He's got to be right sometime. We need a soundbite of that. And now, because of the like three or four times, we could even have a montage of Mitch saying anonymous and just <laughs> make that a thing. <laughs> um, we need to make a shirt. Oh, gonna be hashtag a anonymous. That guy will love it. It's going to be a Russian hacker. Make very big hack. It's coming. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> but so people who haven't caught on to me saying anonymous, I'm talking about anonymous sources. This is another anonymous source thing. So right. sorry. <laughs> but, um, so again, we've been down this road before and here lately it hasn't panned out. Moeller is being pretty professional as he normally does and he's not leaking anything. Um, at least on the leaking part, I think he's professional. Uh, I don't know about you know the things that he's looking into and all of that, but we've talked about that at length before. Right. Uh, so we'll we'll see if there's something to find. I'd feel like it'd be pretty easy to find because that's basically how you would do. But and again, it goes what's illegal of it because people do that all the time. Where you know foreign countries would funnel money into the Clinton campaign and then they would donate most of it and then some of it they would you know it's shuffling money around. So how much of that – I know that a foreign entity campaigning for you or giving direct money to you is illegal. But I don't know if, if they just give it to the NRA and then the NRA just gives it back to Trump. Well, unless – I mean – Trump doesn't I, know about it. I would assume – I don't know how much of that's – I would assume that if anything was illegal about it, it would be the – an agreement that would have to be made there. Like yeah. we know where we know that we're taking this money for the purpose of doing this. Like I, right. I could see that being I'll illegal. I'll ease sanctions. Yeah. I'll ease sanctions for you. Send the money through the NRA, make sure they get it to me. And then I'll give you what you want. That would be very illegal. Right. <laughs> but so I don't know if that's the case. Right. Trump has seemed pretty open about it. He's been pretty much saying like, Trump no, seems open about collusion. nothing involving like if you <laughs> think Trump's openness is just him being like there's no collusion. There's no collusion. Please trust me. There's no collusion. Believe me. There's no collusion. Right. Like that. Well, I haven't seen him. That's not being open. That's anything. lying. Or well, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily lying. I want to be on the record that way, right? Um, a little bit, man. But, <laughs> but like, it's not necessarily true because he says it. Because he says there's no collusion. Well, oh well, case closed. FBI just over. What? Yeah. Well, the, again, apparently he's turning everything over that they're asking him to do. It doesn't look like he's trying to hide anything. He did give Bannon that gag order, but that was. He also clearly it seemed like that was because he was. You know, leaking, Did, not even leaking. He also gave Lewandowski talking. a gag order, and these are his yeah, campaign he did it more than once. strategists. Yeah. Like, you know, these are people that were the closest to him. Cor- Remember, Corey Lewandowski, right. like, uh, hip checked that the lady. original campaign manager. He, she, like, tombstone oh, pile drived her, like, right in the middle of a crowded room. Yeah, yeah. If he did that, then, then Justin Trudeau. Bitch slapped that one senator, dude, or whatever. They all I, all I know is I saw Lewandowski take pick up a chair and smash her on the <laughs> head with it, and then drive her powerbomb style through a table. Yeah, yeah. He said, "What's Lewandowski barbecuing? Your death!" Maybe, and then he just piled right. Maybe that was the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think that happened. But no, they did the same thing with with Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. He like was. Angrily walking through Parliament or whatever, I think their and system put is his hand on British. someone's shoulder. Yeah, no, it, it like it it flew or something, and it kind of knocked her in the head or something like that. Oh, and that... It, oh, he, it and was he came out and like, apologized like immediately, didn't he? 
Yeah, and she was all feigning. She was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> pretending to die, you know. But, yeah, it was lame. No, so, I, no saw, I saw I saw Louis Nelsigi go all Rob Ford all over that room and just start <laughs> running his coked-out head. No. Um, so, Frank, you have a timeline of the Russian stuff correct uh yeah i mean it, it's it's pretty extensive i mean you know it's starting back in you know 2008 uh right yeah and we're, we're essentially going to have to i mean we all know where where it started we started talking about it what or you guys started talking about it rather the first episode or within the first couple well no it, it happened right after the dnc um leaks after the podesta emails came out that showed that there was basically collusion between the DNC and the we call it Hillary Clinton's camp. That's whenever um, they started floating the Russia thing because they were getting interviewed on, you know, this looks really bad. Debbie Wasserman Schultz just had to step down. And that's when this one dude, and I remember I laughed out loud. I couldn't believe that that's where he was going. They were asking him direct questions about that, the corruption in the DNC. And he was like, well, the biggest, I, th- I think we could talk about that later, but the big thing here is who got these emails? And it was the Russians, <laughs> the Russians. And so originally it started off as the Russians hacked the DNC and they're the ones who got the emails. That's how this whole thing started. And I laughed out loud. I was like, that's stupid, but it just snowballed. And then everyone started saying the Russians, the Russians, and then they were hacking the election and then they changed votes in the election. And then no, they didn't change votes in the election. So, you can go back to your timeline, but that's when it that's when it really hit the the you know the national. Yeah, scene. and that was that was like October of 2006 when that happened. The th- the thousands of emails from Podesta was released, and then yeah. you had you know WikiLeaks contacting t- Donald Trump Jr. like seven days later, I believe through Twitter, and then Donald Trump um, was senior tweets out a link, uh, you know, to the WikiLeaks articles. Yeah, because um, they dumped they dumped the Podesta emails right before or the first round of them right before the DNC or the uh, National Democratic Convention. Yeah, it was like the day before, and that's what forced Debbie Washington Schultz to resign the day of. Yeah, and then uh, so the so that was that was like beginning October, mid October. By the end of October, we have uh, President mm-hmm. Obama telling Putin to stop interfering like or face consequences through the red phone. Um, uh, and then that's also October thirty first is when the. Uh, the FBI was given the Steele dossier. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, October 31st. So, like, literally, what, a week before Trump gets elected president? Right. That's the P Party. Yeah. P Party documents. Right. And what are they, as, <laughs> jumping forward to, like, this week, when, as far as other new developments, because there are, there is another story that you remember at the very beginning, like, sometime around that time, the Steele dossier and whatnot. Um, Devin, that mm-hmm. was when, Devin Nunez had to um, recuse himself from whatever committee he was on that dealt with it because he... um, Jeff Sessions has recused himself. (laughs) Right. Well, (laughs) Nunez was back in the the news this week because he has, I guess he, what, put out like some memo about something testimony or something that was in the dossier or something like that and the republicans want it released but the democrats are like yeah we're not releasing it because basically it's just a piece of propaganda and so like i i don't know if you've seen that story but like are you talking about the glenn simpson testimony the house intelligence committee released 
is that what mm, I mean? Because that was the that was the Fusion GPS interviews. No, 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 not that. Uh, Devin Devin Nunes has like had written something up about whatever he saw in something, something that in the, that had to do with the investigation, and the the memo that he wrote after the fact has been classified. And Republicans, somebody, some Republican or something, um, found this and like leaked it, but Congress has it like blocked like it, it hasn't been released yet but now republicans are calling it's probably comey what <laughs> so it was probably comey he's the leaker right <laughs> i i think we've determined the bannon was the leaker um bannon's a leaker too oh my god anyway go on with your timeline yeah so so like the the most recent news on the uh so i guess just actually a few days ago twitter announced that um they notified like all, close to seven hundred thousand U.S. citizens that they had been uh, followed or retweeted a, uh, accounts linked to Russian propaganda during the election. Uh, I think they deleted mm-hmm. a bunch of accounts that they said were uh, Twitter bots, Russia Twitter bots. Right. Um, so yeah, this is basically what we, looking over the entire Russia thing, that we do know a few things when it comes to the Russians. A, they tried getting information on uh, polling machines. And they were successful, I think, in two cases of hacking into it, but it doesn't look like anything was changed. And the other thing was that now this was coming from Russia. They keep saying the Russian government, but again, there's no evidence of that. It just looks like it was people in Russia who were using rubles to purchase ad space on social media to disseminate confusion and uh, basically just, you know, rile people up. So whatever it was, if it was a, a big... Republican area, they would put pro Bernie stuff. If they put pro Hillary, yeah, stuff, but you can't actually stuff. believe that those were just individual people. Is that that's a network of people? That's a coordinated attack. Yeah, I would, I would think so. But again, I I go on to four chan and eight chan, and there's are shit disturbers there that just do that. Yeah, type that's of shit. fine. But there, so there are people. Yeah, who do but that. there's not going to be all of a sudden. It, like if you look at how many times individual hackers. Go after something mm-hmm. like anonymous shuts shit down and is and is effective because it's a network. Like this is a network right. that had a goal, and the goal was to create division and confusion and whatever by pumping out whatever. Do you remember how much they said? How many? How many uh, ads there were? Because I didn't think it was that many. I, I don't know, but do you also think twenty I'd billion to, isn't a lot? So I don't know. <laughs> Over ten years, it's not. Sorry, but we take in four trillion dollars. Boom! So cry another story. But anyway, going back, so that's the things that we know. Everything else has either been proven false or not corroborated, and we're gonna have to wait to see when the investigation's over. Right. But there are again yeah. those now, are the again, two things I, that came out as true. I, I now think do I consider that? Yeah. Go ahead. I think timeline-wise, we're looking at a lot longer than most people suspect. I think this is going to be something we're still talking about next January. I don't yeah, think so. I do, if too. It is, I, I think we're talking about it in conclusion. I think that it will wrap up this year. Eh, That's what I think. I, maybe. I, I, I think we're going to have... It, it I think with the midterm, what they I don't know where else more they questions can go. Of security. Yeah, I don't know where else they can go. Once they've entered... Because like, that's what happened whenever... Well, according to... Comey's memos, he pretty much made up his determination before he interviewed Hillary. But it's typically after you interview the main person in the investigation that you conclude it. 
So it finished right after... unless the main person in the um in the investigation perjures investigation. himself. Will which he will or if so, he's right. testify exactly. So then that's where it goes. Yeah. So again, we'll see. I think that again, put this on the board. I think that he's going to do it by pen and paper. He's going to put a statement out. He's going to answer, get the questions sent to him on paper, and he's going to answer I, in paper. I, I don't really don't. I really don't be. know that FBI investigators are going to allow that. Like, yeah, I, I don't think so either. Good is the dude to ask questions if they have a lawyer sitting next to them when they answer, and no, if they're not before, under so I don't know. Yeah. Well, it would be yeah. You you know it'd be basically under under oath. You need to answer truthfully. Yeah. I mean, you look at Kenneth Starr. He was able to compel Bill Clinton to testify. I I don't think they're going to have a problem of forcing him Trump to testify at some point if they can put enough pressure on him. I don't think so either. I I I think it all goes down to his lawyers. If his lawyers can convince him that it's the better play, that he'll do that. And I think that it is the better play. Yeah, <laughs> so, but but again, what that I, does is it just makes people scream that like, yes, of course he's guilty. Look, he won't testify. And even yeah, though we know can, that's not yeah, but that's yeah, a but sign can, of guilt. That's how some people will read it. They can subpoena that's him. Fine. People are already going to read that anyway. They can subpoena him. So it like it really yeah, it can. really doesn't matter what the what his lawyers are telling him. His lawyers are douchebags, and of course they're going to tell him to not talk because he can't not lie so i i don't and i think the fbi knows that so if this is really if this is really a witch hunt they will absolutely subpoena him and even if it's not a witch hunt they will probably subpoena him like that's what see that's why i think that they're going to want to make it if it's not a witch hunt if it is they're going to do it if uh if it's not i think that it's 50 50 nah, I don't going to do it because they, I don't necessarily the better way to do I it. don't necessarily think or, that well, by them subpoenaing him that that would make this a witch hunt it would mean that Bob Mueller well, doesn't want his lawyer me, writing the answers the, the sentiment yeah obviously that's not what I was saying so again if they are in a witch hunt they're going to subpoena him because that's the best way to catch him if it's not a witch hunt then I think it's 50 50 you either, oh, either okay. going to subpoena him because they think that's the best way to get the answers that they want, or they're going to be mindful that it would look like a witch hunt, which it isn't, and they're going to say that's fine, submitted in writing. There's precedent for yeah. it, so we're fine. Yeah, with I, that. I buy that. So yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that all plays out. But I think that by the end of this year, again, they're already looking at interviewing Trump. I think this thing's wrapping up, at least for him. I think that they might go after a few more other guy, a few other guys, and see how that pans out. But I think for him, he's either going to get exonerated or indicted this year. Mitch, what do you think is going to happen with Kushner? Do you think Kushner's going to get indicted? I don't think so. That dude's smart, and I think that he um, is slippery to say the least. Um, I mean, again, have you guys heard him talk? Ever? No. <laughs> nope. Has anyone ever heard? <laughs> no. <laughs> this dude is like out of. He's in every single political circle and is completely plugged out of the the spotlight. He knows what he's doing. He's clearly a smart guy. If he was going to do something slippery, I think that he's not a fucking, he's, well, they've got Manafort, Manafort's obviously a a smart guy too, but they got him on a technicality. I don't think that he's Donald Trump Jr. Who's just got his hair slicked back and had a good birth. I think he's actually (laughs) smart and you're not going to catch him like you can catch the other guys. That's my personal belief. Yeah, I mean, okay. 
I don't know. I don't I see th- him as being that smart, but I don't. You know, I've never met the man. I've never heard I, him talk. So who I, knows? yeah, I know. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I know his favorite under- sport is chess, but other than I that, I understand your your argument for why that is smart. I agree that that is smart in in a political like the people who serve eighty years in Congress are the people that don't get up on TV, like because right. It's uh, it's Roy. Blunt. It's Roy Blunt. I agree with everything. Right. Um, <laughs> You know he's a career politician, and what has he ever done? Nothing, like literally nothing. I've seen I've no. seen one commercial, and it was like last year because people have start are starting to catch on. Um, I know, yeah. You know, we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. But but again, everyone seems to like their guys. You know, yeah. We'll see. I was gonna vote for Claire McCaskill, but now I don't know if I will since she voted no on the CR. Yeah. So. I I don't necessarily I don't necessarily agree with you on that. Like I think it's stupid that they didn't get something done, but I do. But I still think it's Congress's job to keep Congress to keep the government, the government open. open. If you're yeah. yeah, if you're gonna shut it down over a non budget, if you're not gonna sign the budget over a non budgetary issue, for me personally, that's over the line. And that it now at that point you don't deserve your job because you've neglected to do your job. In my opinion, yeah. at so the same time, I though, personally. Will no, not be voting we, for last. You know, last January we had Trump saying that you know we're telling uh, Nunez was it Nunez that we're gonna have, get, take care of the Dreamers, and we're a year later and we still don't yeah. have a solution. Right? So I, like I understand yeah, I mean, why they're not why they're reluctant to just you know accept Trump's word at this point. I'm very reluctant to accept his word on anything. Yeah, I still think that a you got till March. B, even if the March deadline goes by, you still have time to do it. Yeah, but like, no, why would... It's not like they teleport these But why would the... If this is the... Okay, remember who has all of the control here. Like, we already went into why that's a whatever argument, but Democrats don't have the control. So for them, and they've already... They clearly They've already had this issue pushed off multiple times over 2017 and now early 2018. So why should they trust that, oh, well, if we don't get it done by March, there's still time to do it. Like, no, there's yeah. not. They have no control. Poor, they cannot yeah, force leadership on, people to vote on first this. First off, they do have control. Their their votes control how this goes. Mitch McConnell vote, controls no, how this then the goes. the answer is no. No, he doesn't. He st- most of them are voting yes. That's what they want. Everyone's saying that they want a yes, but one side's voting no. So it's clearly the Democrats who who have the power here. It's them who needs to come to the table. It's the, it's not the other way around. However, I think it's poor leadership on uh, what's his name Schumer because he kicked this can down the road, thinking that we were going to blink at the prospect of a shutdown. That was the whole point. It's like okay, fine, we'll we'll wait and to put this off until December and then until January so that we can use this as leverage. And it didn't work. It's their fault. It went on. It went on this long. It's everyone's fault. I'm just saying that, you know, it's to say that it's just one other side's fault. Isn't true. But right now the Democrats have the power to end. And Mitch McConnell has the power power to to go above the president and bring this to the floor and force his hand. If Mitch McConnell is going to, if if Mitch McConnell is going to sit out there and Chuck Schumer is going to sit out there and both say, we don't know where the president is on this. How can we cut a deal? If we don't know what he'll sign, then Trump needs to get up and lead. Yeah. This has nothing to do with Russia, but just, I'm curious. Do you guys think they'll change the rules and do simple majority for this? I think because they can. I, they can I think if they the do, do then it. the next time that the Democrats have power, Republicans are fucked. Like, what if like right before, like in the lame duck session, when they realize that they've lost power, if that happens, they just pass that 
you know, everything that we did that was going back to, you know, 50% simple majority, that goes away and it's all back to <laughs> two thirds. What? What do you think about what that? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Because I. Because right now they've changed the rules a few times to where instead of two thirds it needs to be, um, or it, uh, sixty votes super majority. Uh, it just goes by simple majority. But what if in the lame duck session, so they've lost. Let's say they do. They're losing power, but they have that month where everyone's a lame duck and the power hasn't switched over yet. <coughs> what if they just have a vote and change everything? Democrats back would change it right back. Now? Would they? But what if they don't have enough? Yeah, I. I, don't I mean, know. it's a I don't neat. Know. It's a neat hypothetical, but I don't think I don't. Yeah. I don't know that they would do. I mean, they could, but I don't know why <laughs> they would do that. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know why they do a lot of stuff they do. So I wouldn't write it, rule it out. It's you know? true. Yeah. 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 At one point, we were talking about minting a trillion dollar coin to just put it in the treasury. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, that is true. They oh, come up with some quaint, dumb ideas. Those quaint times. Yeah, those 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 were fun. But anyway, going back to Russia because this whole thing was supposed to be about Russia, uh, but that damn shutdown. We just they shut down to, the government, no, dude. I, if it wasn't for Russia, <laughs> <laughs> it was Russia again. God damn it! I knew it. No, I think that, like I said, just kind of get off of. Do the you think topic. the government? Think be... Do you think the government shutdown button is right next to clock on? <laughs> what <laughs> you know, like. You know, like no. they clock in for the day, and they're like, "Oops, government shut down. Our bad." Well, we're oh, we're re bummer. we're reassigning the person, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see about Russia. Everyone at this point knows how I feel about Russia. I think that that's it's. I think it's fake all is news. Dumb. I think it. Are you calling all of Russia news. dumb? So culturally insensitive. <laughs> no, oh, that's insensitive. <laughs> so insensitive. Oh man. <laughs> And racist. Oh my yeah. god, no! But, <laughs> but I think that I think that it's 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 dumb, and I think it's going to play out play itself out this year. And um, I think that if it's going to happen, oh, I don't know. I I could see another scenario where Democrats are singing Mueller's praises, and then he comes out and exonerates Trump right before midterms. And they just fucking hate him as much as they hated Comey. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. But like I've told you before, like if Mueller comes out and says there's nothing to see here, like I – unless there's something overwhelmingly like, okay, well, you just wrote her exoneration before you even made a decision. Like unless it's something – I really wish they'd look into that because that really bothers me. And it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen. Like that's just kind of – yeah. You know no, I, mean? I agree with you. Like, I feel like that's just glossed over. Like, that that's weird. That's like the jury coming up with the verdict before hearing the testimony. Yeah, you, that's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I can. I I agree with you. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how Russia goes. Let's switch now to, uh, Frank. You have that surveillance article, right? Yeah. Well, more just we're talking about the um. They voted, both Democrats and Republicans overwhelmingly voted to renew uh, Section 702 of the FISA Act, which is uh, a very controversial act. Yeah, it gives them kind of the president broad sweeping powers. Not the president, rather, but... um, The intelligence agencies. Intelligence agencies, yes. Broad-reaching power to surveillance Americans, essentially with a loophole because our intelligence is sent to satellites and pinged all over the world so they they kind of count that as you talking overseas oh, yeah. and you know you're not technically in america so they can monitor it 
Um, yeah, it's kind it's of kind of. Up. So yeah, they. I don't know. It, it was a little interesting. Democrats who like to scream that Trump is a tyrant sometimes would overwhelmingly vote to to you know not, renew these. Not only that, but Trump came out and, and supported its passing, and Trump was the one who was like, like. Arguably, yeah. this so he half said, of what we know about he, Michael he, Flynn yeah. and everybody is because of these FISA warrants. So, yeah. So he <laughs> Trump Trump tweeted, uh, "The House votes on the controversial FISA Act today. This is the act that may have been used with the help of discredited and phony dossier to so badly surveil and abuse the Trump campaign it's by the previous phony. administration and others." But then he then he signed it the moment they gave it to him when they voted on it they voted yes they gave it to him he signed it into all, you know back into law. Well, he yeah I think that there's a lot going on that we don't know. I want to say that because every single person it's like the Guantanamo Bay situation where everyone's like this is bad and we don't like it and I'm gonna be fucking Rand yeah, Paul and, and Ron Paul and I don't like this shit and then when you yeah. get into power they go this is how much we use this and this is how much good it's done and they go oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that was, that was Obama's argument. Um, Either to be that, fair also to Trump, he did say directly after that he said that he uh, directed them to fix the uh, unmasking process. Either, um, either so that, get, or more transparency. Either, I, we'll see if they do that. I think it's either that, or they get into power, and then, uh, then they like well, it. Ha, and then I'm they're the like, the "Hey, forward. Rand, you want to see what your ex-wife is up to?" I'm like, oh shit! Well, keep <laughs> this. I can keep tabs on everybody. This is this is how the yeah. sexual assaults happen. Out, like they know they know where you're at. Yeah. Oh, she's gonna be at this hotel. I'm Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I'll just check in. Like that's how it happens. <laughs> it's a slippery slope, bro. I think so. It's a slippery slope. So yeah, I mean, I think personally, it, it's easy to sit there and say, "Hey, that's fucked up," but I don't fucking know. I don't know what we use it for and how how much good it's done. And you know, that goes. Back I mean, it's to just interesting Obama though. First. It's hard to tout it and be like. Edward Snowden and WikiLeaks, like the whole thing is like transparency, but this is the opposite of that. So it it becomes hard to to yeah. support. Well, let's 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 be clear that the government doesn't need one hundred percent transparency. I would be upset if my government was one hundred percent transparent because it wouldn't be an effective government for, national for sure. security. That's fine, but yeah, I would also like, be upset if my government was spying on me. Yeah, well be upset yeah. because they are <laughs> right <laughs> I mean, there's not much you can do about that one they are currently right doing that's that. what i'm saying yeah, so like, i guess it's more about a line yeah go ahead I, it's it's you know it's it's the reality well, it's, of the situation it's, is it's, this. yeah it's more a know, line about finding balance between security and freedom and i think i don't know i'm worried we've we've swung a little bit too much to security in the post 9-11 world we did, um, and I think we're swinging again, not a, a lot of bit. attacks. Yeah, but I think we're yeah. swinging a little there's bit not a more lot of back to freedom. Here. We'll see, though. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We're not free. Nothing in America is really free. We're the highest, you know, per capita incarceration Psh, rate. Dude, I got a fucking license. I got buy one fish. get one free burgers last night. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you have to buy the first one. It's, I'm Come free on. as shit. <laughs> That's how they. But get the you. second one was free. No, I mean, th- yeah, you can't build a home like if you just want to build gonna be... a house like you you can't do that. So, we're not free. I mean, we used to be a free country back in the olden days and that's what we fought for, but nowadays we're just another country. You know, we're no better or worse off than most obviously we're a rich country, so we're better off than a lot of the poor countries, but You wanted to say it, free. didn't you? You wanted to say it. I Did what? You, you wanted to say it. 
No, I don't think so. I think that these are these are very pleasant <laughs> pleasant places. And then you know, that's what Donald Trump told me <laughs> right. personally. I don't know I don't know what they were talking about. That's not what I heard. Right. Oh wait, he's Cory Booker. He's gonna beat the shit out of me. He's I really know. Angry I know what you said right before we went off. <laughs> Whoa, that's that's racist. Saying the black man's angry looking. Come on, Mitch. You know better. <laughs> First off, did you see Cory Booker's face during that thing? Because it was hilarious. He's... He looked oh, like he was no, trying to resurrect a demon. Yeah, like, dude. It was very, he... very. Unsettling. I really like Cory ba- Booker on the, policy. I've only ever seen him smile. I I like <laughs> Cory Booker I've on policy, but I don't man, like, like yeah. how I don't I didn't like that I didn't like that whole display I like I think I have liked him for they a couple like of years, he, he, but it that one that bothered yeah, me that rubbed me the wrong that's, way. That's anger that you reserve for like you know uh, what's his name that was uh, what was that's the guy? Chuck Schumer that's crying Chuck every. Two days yeah, at the be- at the beginning of the thing, you know, like it's grandstanding, and I don't need that. Like, yeah. I just be a like if there's government getting upset with the people who did Bridgegate, like the Chris Christie thing, where someone could have died, and let's say someone did die, that's the sort of anger you reserve for that situation where you go at these people. Right. For her, just saying, I don't remember him saying that. I don't. I didn't hear him say right. that. Yeah, that's speaking not of, a, that's not that speaking bad. Speaking of Chris Christie, let's switch to that for yeah, a second. He's, did you? He, he, uh, he's gone. You, he's gone. He's but did you? Much longer. Did you hear him? Gone, gone. Did you hear his his story in the news this week? He went to I don't know what uh, is it Newark Airport in New Jersey, um, yeah. and he used yeah. he used the uh, special like I guess politicians and whatever celebrities have like a special entrance everyone has it they have vip uh, yeah they have vip do they? for so you, flights and so you and whatnot, can bypass yeah. diplomats and stuff the yeah. the tsa and he like he, yeah i think he just didn't buy the ticket it was just like <laughs> he's like I'm Chris <laughs> well, he's, right in. and they were like no go to so but it became a story and it like and just like just leave chris christie alone at this point he's done like he, he had beach gate yeah. and bridge gate well, and all, and now, and now, <laughs> yeah. gate, gate, like, just let him, let him go. Just think, a few months ago, he was just sitting on that beach, just living life up when no one else could. Reading and now that book. he can't even get VIP. Right. <laughs> right. That's probably that's Chris Christie. That's probably one of my favorite alt facts is is Chris Christie on the beach. Like that is that is that, that is, is hilarious. The no, Chris Christie's light. face looking at us from the left and then looking at us from the right is my favorite meme of 2016 yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> um, that was my yeah. favorite. That was hilarious. That was good. So, um, anyway, let's look at... Uh, who's uh, Greitens, right? We'll do, we'll do our local story now. Yeah, we can get into Greitens. Um, so, Governor Greitens, Missouri Governor... Ran a campaign on family values, and I guess what is he, he transparency? As you do, if you're is he a, a Republican, you know, Republican or is yeah he is. like is that what he ran yeah, as a, though? Yes, yeah. he was a Democrat, he and then he switched switch to Republican. Okay, yeah, he ran as a he Republican. did not run as a Libertarian. No, no that was uh, he, I can't remember what it was a woman, and I voted for okay. her, but I can't remember what her um, name was. All right, well, no, yeah. Greitens ran and won as a, a Republican, and is in. This is his first year as I think pretty much in office. Yeah, it? and there's been kind of a lot of controversy surrounding Greitens since he's come in to office. But this this story now is that, um, and this is obviously the biggest 
controversy so far because a lot of the other stuff is just about transparency and about other things like just state state shit um but the this new allegation of um Greitens having an extramarital affair several years ago and then blackmailing the person that he had the affair with um the story goes that like he took her blindfolded into his basement or something like with no clothes on and took a picture of her and said that if she ever told about their affair that she, the picture would end up all over the internet this allegation is coming not from the woman herself but from the woman's ex-husband who was told the mm-hmm. story inside a car and recorded it recorded it without her knowing and then um, released it to the media and apparently a new development and this is now the week two of this story um, a couple days ago I saw I don't I think it was CNN reported that he had given other the husband had only released one audio like one recording to the media but apparently there are more and apparently yeah, they've recordings between her, been handed over to the yeah, FBI it's between her so, and yeah and the husband so it's not no 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 on no it's her admitting the affair to her ex-husband and then telling him what happened um and it's really creepy like the the audio itself is like because like you know that she doesn't know she's being recorded and missouri's got a goofy law we're a one-party state where only one party has to know that it's being recorded well like that's dumb as fuck of course one party knows like i if i'm recording you that's a little weird um I understand why it could yeah. come in handy. Like I honestly do. I I've had personal experiences where I have used it um, because I I lived at a place a while ago and um, the like I needed to extend my lease, but I needed to do it month by month because I was in the process of moving. And my landlord was like, "Yeah, that's cool. You don't have to sign a new lease." And I was like, eh, I don't know <laughs> if I totally like living in a place not under contract. So yeah, it seems a busted weird. out my phone and I recorded our conversation multiple times so that like, hey, if you ever change the locks, if I ever get <laughs> home and the locks are changed, like I'm getting a lawyer and I've got a bunch of recordings here. Um, right. So, <laughs> but anyway, Damn so creepy. like I understand the law. Yeah, getting... Get- but, like, I also think yeah. it allows for bad things like this. Like, this woman asked that this story not get put out in the media. The the woman who was allegedly blackmailed, and here it is. CNN's right. reporting that the FBI uh, is getting involved. Although... Yeah, I don't care about the cheating part, but if he's going to be, you blackmailing, know... Revenge yeah. porning yeah. people. And that, yeah. that seems to be... Different Republicans in Missouri have essentially said that he can... He can weather this storm politically, and he can move on, and he can probably get over it as long as uh, evidence doesn't. If evidence comes out that he did blackmail her, it's over, and he's probably going to get yeah either made resign or you know taken out of office. Yeah, yeah, because they're what do you call it? They're uh, uh, they're staying together. Him and his wife. He came out and he has. I don't think he's done an actual appearance yet, but he uh, just a few days ago. No, he he's been he's been hunkered a, down. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, and he that's recorded the, a video and released a statement on the budget. That's the part to me, though, that makes this look all the more like 
all right, dude, what's up? Like, he does not want to talk about this. It, since this story <coughs> broke, he, like, he's canceled. Yeah, he's a Christian. That he's canceled. Committed adultery. Of course you don't want right, to talk about it. Right, but he's well, okay. also was the this governor. Not, he's going to have to Was this to not when it. his wife... Was yeah. this... Uh, when not, the, 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 Did this alleged affair happen when his wife was giving birth, or did I... Yeah, I believe I so. Because that's what... Because I kept okay, hearing so talk this radio... Is, this is the say, Parks and Rec thing. Yeah, they were basically saying that, uh, like, I kept hearing conservatives in local radio saying that, like, the only victim here is was his pregnant wife. Like, no, it sounds like there's another victim here as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. The husband. Yeah, the husband and the chick who's being blackmailed. Like, yeah, she... They, well, if she was if being she was being blackmailed, again. right? We, so we have to, but you can't just say the only victim here is this lady who's not a part of it. Like, yeah, you know, I'll say this: most of the time, I don't. I don't know. It's it's hard for me to think that she would be one hundred percent honest with her husband after she just got caught in an affair. Typically, people want to make themselves not look as yeah. I I'll buy that. So if, like if, that's fine. Well, I also. Did she get caught, or didn't she just admit it to him? I yeah. think it was more of just like a her. I think that I think he he like started recording and then was like, "I know about your affair," and then like she was like, "Oh fuck, it was it was." Him. Oh no, I I heard the opposite. I heard she could just come to him and like kind of broke down and yeah, told him about it. And that's how I kind of read insisted it. on releasing it. Yeah, but that seems yeah. weird. Then why would he go? Why would they talk about it and then him come back with a recorder and be like, "Let's talk about it again," and then. <laughs> <laughs> apparently he did though apparently he did this multiple times if he has multiple yeah hit, you know multiple yeah recordings. i don't know the whole thing well, is the whole thing is weird. i had, i had also heard originally that this was in a uh uh marriage counseling thing where she admitted to the affair so there was actually a third person present which i don't know if that uh-huh. has been backed up or not i don't know well, if they even buddy, know you where have the recordings up. Are made. if yeah. that was your way of dealing with you know relationship counseling you have fucked up. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't think she's going to be too happy with you. Right. Buddy. Well, they but, are exes now. You know. So, um, yeah. you know. All I know is that whenever he, whenever Greitens came out, he told me he was reducing our taxes, Missouri taxes. And that sounds good to me because that's the only one that I usually owe about 200 in Missouri taxes. So cut that shit. <laughs> right. That's fine. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I love that I can get Mitch to agree with anything to be like, hey, I'll give you a cut on your taxes. Be like, okay, I'll give you money <laughs> right. back. Go hey, man, cheat on your wife. How does 30 bucks sound to you? Cool. Well, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to Sounds we're going to rob some H&Ms. Um, anyway, so let's do this. Let's do this last story. So I'm not actually going to read it. Um, there's a New York Post article um, that was – sent to me a couple days ago and basically the the author's take was that adolescents now should be considered uh, should be should range from ages 10 to 24 and because because typically bam that was easy I knew you were going to but let's let's <laughs> debate this real yeah. quick um, so here's the thing the argument that she makes is that biologically because of um because of modern medicine and whatnot puberty in americans starts at about 10 years old um we have we like girls have their first menstrual cycle like four years ahead of 
people in uh, of girls in other western com- countries like uh the uk and whatnot um because like we just right. have tons of awesome medicine or maybe not awesome that's arguable but medicine <laughs> that's where our medicine <laughs> is at like that's how americans we hit how would that affect their menstrual uh, cycle <laughs> I, would they hit puberty it's better eating early? it's better lifestyle I, I don't know. living inside what is that i i, I don't I know don't, you don't know, you can man. i'll i will I will double, actually post. Double check I will that one. actually post a link. So it's in this episode it's, uh, to this article, so that you can look at the science yourself. But um, she, it's then, like, but it's it's basically like better diet. It's like, but you know, we we eat healthier than we ever have. We live indoors. We don't get exposed to the weather. So, right, uh, biologically, yeah. it's starting as early as it can now. Versus, you know, it used to be you people were mal- malnourished or whatever, and it would set it off. You know, and right. we see that with uh with, with cases right. of people who've been chained up. You know that. Puberty can be delayed if you don't have enough food. Right. It's weird, man. So she basically she used she used a scientific explanation for why adolescence starts at ten years old. Okay, and then she goes on to explain that that people are that twenty four year olds now like people that are in their coming of age are coming of age later. They're coming of age in their twenties. That's when they're like really starting to like move out of their parents' houses and get jobs. And then people are getting married later and having kids later. And so living longer. Right. So basically the, her argument is that, Whereas adolescence used to be 10 to 19, now we really need to look at it as 10 to 24 because that because because of these things and like i've had a couple of conversations about this most of the people that i have talked to actually think that's not a unreasonable logic um a few people i've talked to are that they don't they don't like that idea. Um, they think that that's the ex- that that's a comment on a generation of being weaker than other generations. I don't think so. I think that it's evidence of evolution. Like we don't need to hunt and gather anymore. So I don't need to move out of my mom's basement. Like that's kind of, you know, <laughs> so that, yeah. I mean, I don't know if evolution is the, is the direct, you know, the right term, but I get where you're. I get you where know you're what I mean, from. though. Like we're I advancing. have to say that I do. I say that. Uh, well, I don't know if it's advancement. Shut but up, Mitch. Agree with it's me. It's fine. I th- <laughs> I'll agree with myself whenever I say <laughs> oh, what else. That. What else is new? <laughs> yeah. Good play. Good play. <laughs> whatever. Whatever I say that uh, I agree. When it comes to a legislative standpoint, I think that things – it's ridiculous to give people the amount of freedoms that they do when they're 18. Yeah. I think that's stupid as fuck. I think drinking age is uh, at 21. I know a lot of people are going to get mad at me for saying it. It should. I think it should be 24. I think most of this shit should be 24. I think driving should uh, should probably be – 16 seems to be fine with that, maybe 18. I think that when it comes to serving the military, uh, probably 20. Yeah, I could see um, 20 or 21 now, on the military, and I could also see – I think yeah, you should yeah. be able to vote when you're able to be dra- – like when you're able to go into the military, though. Like you shouldn't – Yeah, I think I think uh, voting as well. I think that should be raised up to at least 21 or 24, somewhere where like you need to have life experience and be an adult, an actual adult, before you can make adult decisions, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that saying that – you know, yeah, That's oh, not unreasonable. Yeah, I think that the, I mean, because we all think back to our childhood. We're all thirty, by the way. 
or damn near right. close to it uh, for people listening. Think back and people who are listening to this who are older as well. The dumbest shit you will ever do is from 17 to 23. That's when you are stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, I try to I try to outdo myself once a week, but, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, some people just, you know, it's a work in progress. No, but, I mean, that's kind of the universal truth. No, I agree with you. And a, no, yeah, a young we, adult. Is. You're fucking dumb. Well, and then. we always. So why do we as, give you as all adult, of that As shit? adults, we always complain. Like, when we, were, when we were dumb teenagers, we were dumb teenagers. But as an adult, we always are like, dude, look at this dumbass kid in line at the store acting like an <laughs> idiot. Like, dude, we're in public. Just, like, knock it the fuck off. Don't right. be an asshole. And... Or so like, like that, why uh, that meme that's going so, around? Uh, like my argument here is like to anybody that's saying that calling them adolescents until they're twenty four, if they're acting like it, we might as well correct the terminology, right? Like you're still a kid. Right. If you're gonna act like a kid, yeah. you're a kid. It is what it is. Like yeah, life expectancy isn't thirty anymore. Like you don't have to grow up at fourteen and be yeah. a man. Like you can, you can. We're not doing that anyway. Right. Well, so you think, know, and uh, I would just point out too ahead. that, like, you know, like the people who who say that this generation is weaker, it's like, yeah, but you know, the the generation that was born in the 1910s thought your generation was weaker because you know you wouldn't let you know ten yeah. year olds smoke cigarettes, and that's a sign of weakness. You know? <laughs> like, like, it, right. Crap changes. I I'm one of those guys who thinks this generation's weaker. I just I look at this generation and just go, oh my we're God. electing celebrities. Like people were getting softer. No, I think, like, as, uh, a, as a me, people, a we're getting softer, with... and that's because we're not, you know, like violent. We're getting less used to violence, less used to, you know, to yeah. to bloodshed. Well, I, I, in I general, think that that you term, know. you know, toxic masculinity and things like that. I don't think I don't have a problem with masculinity. I think that that, you know, there's a problem with being a douchebag. Don't beat yeah. your wife. That's not masculine. That's you being an asshat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think for so long, so the, I think the two things were so be... intertwined, though, that there is a need to to distinguish yeah. them. And yeah, things are just, I don't know, things are getting weird, but I think that personally, if they were to say, Hey, you know, we need to, we should raise the age for all this stuff. What's the worst that could happen? And then I know the argument that I usually get at that point, which you guys didn't do, but that's fine was to say, Oh, well, some people are, are mature enough to, to go with it. So let them test out that, you know, if you can go and pass this, you know, competency test or whatever it's going to be. Then okay, you can vote early, or you can do whatever you want. But the majority of people can't fucking yeah, handle no. it. Again, the people who are doing I the mean, Tide Pod challenge will be voting in the next presidential uh, election. Right. That's fucked. Yeah. Did you <laughs> did you see Tide came out on Twitter and were telling people uh, to seek medical medical attention and to please stop doing this? Yeah, please please don't eat yeah. bleach. I know yeah, we didn't we, have to say that before, we, but, yeah. but our generation—we're we're not craft. This is a macaroni. No, but I like. But yeah. it bothers me because I see like that's obviously a dumb thing. And if you look in the comment sections of stories about that, yeah, it ain't our generation, buddy. Like we're not seventeen. No, anymore. no, no. But what's <laughs> ridiculous is that like I keep seeing our generation and older generations than us talk about like. Well, these fuck like I've seen I have seen people like go take it real what I would consider way too far and just be like, well, good, this is Darwinism. Let them die. Like we we yeah, did stupid dumb. shit. We when all we did were dumb kids. shit. Like I can think of like twenty <laughs> instances where I'm alive because of fucking luck. Like I should, probably shouldn't have lived through a bunch of dumb shit that I did, but I fucking <laughs> here right. I am. So you know it, it worked out for me. May not work out for. Tide pod right. kid. We came but, up in the jackass, you know, in the jackass generation where we were like jumping off roofs. Yeah. Like, 
And I didn't give a fuck about that do not imitate. Of course I imitated. We did every single fucking thing. Right. We all know Brandon was a fan of wrestling, so I'm sure he took a chair shot to the head once or twice. Dude, I actually, like, there's times where I try to, like, sit up straight or do something, and I'm just like, man, I really should not have, like, wrestled as much when I was younger. Like, I used to jump off really tall stuff and land really bad, and now I'm just like... Yeah, I jumped off the roof and broke I remember ankles. that. Like, shit. I, like, fuck. I remember that. That was messed up. And Rochelle gave me her, her crutches. Yeah. yeah, see, we... we're d- Everyone's dumb, but we're not as dumb as we were before, so now we're right. able to vote. And don't tell me older generations that lived through like the hippie movement and shit that you were any better with your acid and your sex. Right. <laughs> um, like, right. Nobody's having with the acid. And right. The sex. Nobody's ah. having sex at, at least in this generation. So like <laughs> apparently not. Yeah. Sex is like gone way down. Apparently. Yeah, because we're uh, uh, pregnancies, too. Yeah. You know why? Because <laughs> the, because these generations are closer to the biggest recession in, since the Great Depression than the 70s generations that lived through the 80s. They don't have yeah. money to have kids, you so know, stop fucking. Like, yeah. Also, uh, this, yeah, this yeah, generation it's born. doesn't smoke cigarettes as much as the, the last generation, so they're definitely getting smarter yeah. on some things with not like intentionally yeah. killing themselves. Plus, it's hard to well, argue again, that somebody that's, staying, that in their, that's staying and mooching off their parents until they're 30 isn't a little bit smarter than those of us who left at 15 and like struggled for 10 years. Like, okay, good, yeah, yeah. good on you. On yeah. Like they're, now yeah. that I work, I, I would take my, my grandmother's basement in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, I, like, mom and dad, take me back. I don't want bills. Um, you know? Yeah. Y- y'all are crazy. I love living by myself. I wouldn't be able to No, go you're right. I wouldn't either. But, like, I, I could never. No. You know, we went through the whole, like, roommate phase and shit, like, with over a course of several yeah, years. which most young adults and, do. Like, yeah. You know, you have different na- And then once, like, once you're in family mode, it's just like, yeah, I don't know how I did that for as long as I did that. Like, that was rough. <laughs> yeah. That's, so. I mean, I did lose some friends that way, maybe, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. But, all right, cool. So, we all agree. Adolescence should start when you're 50. And until then, get off my ass. Um, <laughs> you know, so. That's right. Where's my social security yeah, check? Right. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I think that's a fine place to end it. So, um, as always, ch- uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at TDAP2017. Um, like, subscribe, share our stuff. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> episodes. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, well, I I messed that one up, so let's let's just do it. Let's make it worse. Episodes are available weekly. Remix it. <laughs> yeah, that that's what it was on iTunes and Google Play and wherever podcasts are found. So with that, here they are, my favorite alternative facts of the year. Thanks. Guys, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good afternoon. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period. You're shaking your head. I appreciate it, but, but, um, with respect to, um, uh, over the, hold on one second. You don't get to just yell out questions. We're going to raise our hand like big boys and girls. Demo, demo, Denmark, designation, point, 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 points. Bashar al-Shar, Bashar al-Shar, Bashar al-Assad, Bashar al-Assad. Bashar al-Assad, I know you've mispronounced his name a few times. Hitler, who didn't even sink to the, to the, 
to using chemical weapons. As many of you know, okay, Jonathan, somebody's asking a question. It's not your press briefing. Major, I, you want to come on up? I'm just asking. I mean, I'll, and with that, I'm glad to take some questions. Steve Holland. Steve Holland's not here. With that, David Jackson. David is not here. Eamon I will let the tweet speak for itself. I'm going to let the tweet speak for itself. His tweets speak for themselves. His tweets do speak for themselves. I don't, I mean, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Okay, I'm, this is silly. Okay, next, stop shaking your head again. I've dealt with older white guys trying to keep me down my whole life, my whole career. Loretta Scott King, the widow of Martin Luther King. Loretta Scott King. Loretta Scott King. Loretta Scott King. On this Martin Luther King Jr. Day, audio of his late wife, Coretta Scott King. Okay, the mood showed up a week ago. This is going to get cleaned up very shortly, okay, because I nailed these guys. I got digital fingerprints on everything that they've done through the FBI and the... Department of Justice. This is an apple. Some people might try to tell you that it's a banana. They might scream banana, banana, banana over and over and over again. They might put banana in all caps. You might even start to believe that this is a banana. But it's not. This is an apple. I've watched the politicians. I've dealt with them all my life. If you can't make a good deal with a politician, then there's something wrong with you. You're certainly not very good. <laughs>